0: darling could you not do that now <laughs> the dishwasher it's <laughs> <there a> recording <laughs> we weren't when you asked gonna do it now. yeah tomorrow manana chill <laughs> uh, three, creating art here do you mind
1: I think we found the intro
0: short music by fat people episode three um i'm gonna apologize in advance it sounds like i'm in a tunnel because i've had to move rooms because uh yeah you know we've got the painters in uh, i told you that it's not a euphemism um so i've got nile with me old nihilism hello hello how, how are you today is it warm up there in chef
1: it's really fucking warm like it shouldn't be that warm the amount of rain we've had.
0: No, I was just walking the dog and I had, a, I had a, a, puff, a puffer jacket on. Like nothing, just a windbreaker like. I was fucking sweating by the end. Fucking sweating. Well,
1: I'm glad Any- we got no viewers for this one because my attire leaves a lot to be desired. Tonight.
0: <laughs> right, so if you're new to this, you might want to go back to episode one of these specials because we're on track 66 and we are uh, moving at pace through the 1999 Fat Records compilation, Short Music for Short People. Which, Niall, have you watched that uh, fucking phone? <laughs> Niall, have you watched that video um, that, that Fat Mike's done um, where he talks about the 30 most important Fat Wreck
1: albums? I haven't, no, I missed this.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's, it, and this is on there and he talks about it a bit. I won't give any spoiler alerts t- to everyone. But yeah, it's worth a listen. I should probably uh, put it on. Right. So before we go diving in with track sixty-seven and sixty-eight, uh, people will know um, that follow us on the Facebook page, which you should do really if you want to get the most out of this podcast and see see the reality of what we have to deal with daily. <laughs> uh, then you know, people will see that that we quite innocently asked the question last time. What what did we ask now? You told. Uh-
1: last time yeah um we it just kind of came up in conversation on the old uh, the last episode didn't it um i believe it was uh, we played got a mouth track and we kind of both agreed that they're not very nice people mm-hmm. um they they lean a bit to the right um and they play a lot in australia which again you know draw your own conclusions um, yeah. but the question we asked i believe was um Who would win? And this is quite an innocent question. Who would win in a fight between gutter mouth and propaganda?
0: Yeah, we did. And it's quite important, and anybody with ears will realise, that um, at no point did Niall or I mention what either band eats or doesn't. So, as you may imagine what happened, like flies to shite, when we put it on Facebook, we had militant vegan and militant anti-vegan well he's anti-everything but the, the, and they were passively aggressively scrapping it out on the on the feed and later on I've, I've recreated that that argument um to protect everyone's identities i've got some actors in so um and we'll play that later but the the stats uh, are in niall a whopping 77.27 oh. percent of people thought propaganda would win in a fight and 22.72% thought Guttermouth would win in a fight. Now, what are you, what's your views on that? Because you may imagine what mine
1: are. Um, my views on the result or my views on who would win? The results. Um, Considering the uh, discourse that went on on the page, I'm surprised at that result. I'm pleased with the result, but I'm surprised with it at the same time.
0: OK, I think that 77.27% of the population are living in a fucking dream world. And let me tell you why. This wasn't about who you want to win, who, who, you, who you favor as humans or even favor as a band. This was a matter of normal day-to-day life, right? Okay. That bunch of coked-up right-wing muscle boys will beat most people in a fight when there's five of them and there's only four in in, in propaganda um and I, I think you're all living in a fucking dream world frankly and I think it's a pretty good allegory as to why we lost the last two elections because Ooh. it is because you can't go of course we'll win we're the goodies it doesn't work like that what you've got to realize is you're probably going to lose and you've got to work out how to win right so what propaganda should have done is rang up I don't know who their mates. Fucking, let's go the vegan route. Let's say they got the chromags. Ring the chromags up. Oh, we've got these wankers, and we're going to deck them. You can't put your faith in in what you want. You have to analyze the situation and fight it. And that is why everyone's wrong, except for five other people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, um, my nose is a little bit out of joint with that because it's normally me that brings the controversy on the uh...
0: Well, yeah. it's it's fucking true. I've had a lot of time to stew on it, but um, yeah, we'll have that comment war uh, recreation later. So, so so let's let's rock on. I have not got a list of
1: the songs. Do you? I have the Wikipedia page up right in front of me. Okay, that's good. What are songs uh, 67 and 68, please? So song 67 is Chandeliers and Souvenirs from Diesel Boy, and song 68 is Your Kung Fu is Old and Now You Must Die by Adrenaline OD.
2: You used to sing to me Through fits of irony
3: Before the war between the
2: Spanish and Americans
3: You used to wear my clothes
2: And read to me
3: from those Old high school yearbooks that you found At your garage sale Black and white movies on your TV Madonna records
2: on the floor but These things are us now Forced to run forever through my hair hit years ago
0: do you want to take either you got preference
1: yeah Diesel Boy go on then yeah love a bit of Diesel Boy I was really into them kind of back in the day but um, doesn't seem like they've done much in the last four years or so um, apparently they're massive in Canada
0: I was gonna say, I'm was surprised they've done anything that recent to be honest
1: yeah they're very much a quintessential sort of late 90s fat band aren't they but their albums are really fucking good
0: they were on honest stuns, weren't they
1: they were indeed, which is a subsidiary of that record. Yeah, Very they really right. get, didn't really get the point of
0: that um, subsidiary. There yeah. you
1: go. <laughs> but yeah,
0: I, uh, I'm not uh, overly familiar. A couple of sampler stuff. They're on um, the Peep Show DVD with their song She's My Queen. And, I, you know, I'm safe space. If you like them, that's fine. But I just found them always a bit...
1: A bit too cock rockish.
0: No, just like middle of the roady. Like, to my mind, and you know, we forgot to do our opinions disclaimer. Everything we're saying here is just two old fuckers talking bollocks, right? I always thought they were on the coattails of the whole punk revival of the 90s, early noughties. I don't know. I never felt like they were one of the trailblazers. But that's just my opinion, man.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair enough.
0: All right, Adrenaline O.D.
1: uh, It was all right. Yeah, I think I've heard a couple of the songs. I recognise the name, but I don't think I've got anything by them. But, yeah, that was um, pretty much straight up, just dumb, late-90s, silly song title stuff. Good darn tooting, that's what it was. Shall we do the next two songs? Yes, the next two are... My pants Keep Falling Down by one of your favourites Friends or Ron and now you're fucking talking now I'm fucking talking and number 70 is I Hate Your Fucking Guts by The Queers it's
2: public humiliation
1: little ripper i think you should take friends around first thank you um
0: it wasn't into him when i was uh younger uh but sort of as i got older uh, my mate tom stretcher they had an album out called smoko at the pet food factory and he's like you want to listen to this and i was like all right uh why and he was like just as an album it's fantastic just as a whole package of songs and you weren't fucking wrong neither so if you sort of lost track of Frenzel Rom at Sam's Sushi or any of those, get down your local vinyl shop or stream it and get uh, Smoko at the Pet Food Factory and their new one, Hi-Viz High Tea. Um, saw them in Hamburg last year. Um, went over to watch some Pauli, uh, saw they were on... Um, it ended up in a, being a five-day trip, which was pretty, and that was the last night. So it was pretty poor uh, performance for me. But we met them, and they were super sound. And it, it was it, it was in a room with about I reckon it can't have been more than fifty people. Wow, more than fifty, and it was really good. Um, I might put a really funny picture of me at the front of the stage and show you how close and how small the room was with, with Jason Worley but they were uh, very nice chaps all of them had a good old chat talked about neighbours
1: as you do with any Australian person you meet.
0: I, I thought I was going to get punched in the chops but they were alright about it so yeah I, saw
1: them, um, I actually saw them in 2003 opening for the Dropkick Murphys no less in Nottingham that was a weird Bill you had Friends all Rom Roger Mire and the Disasters and Dropkick Murphys but it was a really fucking good gig they were Amazing.
0: I heard on the punk gossip world that um the other bands weren't very nice to Friends of One. Yeah, like, I could, I could see. It. Yeah. Yeah. So chin up, you flaming galaz. There's <laughs> two poms here that love you. Right. The queers, do you want to do that one?
1: uh There's a lot to say about the queers, isn't that? So I'm kind of probably not going to go into full rent mode but yeah that was a good song they've, they've got an extensive and pretty great all-round back catalogue I believe they've been going since about 82 83 I'm sure one of our regular listeners will correct me on anything that I say about them but yeah I mean they're all right aren't they I think their main sort of claim to fame is probably doing that Ramones album front to back which was all right
0: that you're asking for trouble saying
1: that no
0: Uh, yeah that's from their album beyond the valley of the Assfuckers. and again that
1: wasn't that wasn't the ramones album by the way (laughs)
0: uh no but that that, that's another cheaty cheat cheat um yeah because it's on that album and it's full length Uh,
1: right what we got next nihilism So 71 is Coming to Your Town by DI and 72 is Spray Paint from the legendary Black Flag.
0: I would describe di as all right they were there way back when probably on the same scene as uh as black flag what one of their albums about a dog biting a boy or something that's all right i like that one it's got johnny's got a problem and he's out of control on it
1: yeah never been a, a massive i've never really been into di and i think that's that song that we just played that sounded like a a radio jingle for like some shows that they were playing locally or something <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it was indicative of the sound but a lot of people like them and, and that's fine I guess
0: yeah I think, I think it is fairly indicative um, maybe they're more modern stuff but but yeah there's definitely that sort of clear vocal pacing that they have oh, we're getting well muso aren't we we're getting old yeah <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right do you want to take uh, greg and the uh, boys greg and the boys yeah this is from uh, damaged originally and there's nothing that you can really kind of pick apart about that era of black flag it's just them um, doing what they do basically like, guys getting really fucking angry about shit and being hyper aggressive and yeah it's a nice sort of 30 second blow off
0: uh, They'd beat got them out in a fight but don't let's not do this again they would <laughs> Even with my theory involved, but yeah, I think I think this song is—they um, never got close to a thirty-second song after this era, did they? It all went a bit, bit long. Yeah, all got a bit too much. All got a bit arty. Right, I, I still like my war first side. Loose nut, don't know what's going on there. But that song, slip it in off the album, slip it in. I can't listen to it. <laughs> really, why not? Because she'll think I'm watching porn or something.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, there's a line. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I, I guess. Don't want to hear it.
1: That's yes. why you got headphones. <laughs>
0: just, Not when so, I'm listening to vinyls on me proper speakers.
1: Just don't sit there looking to you know, bliss out by it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Uh, black flag and now whoever whoever ordered these songs is he's got his lolling head on hasn't he or yeah you?
1: yeah they they have yeah so uh 72 as you know was spray paint by black flag we've got another pair of flags coming up with 73 uh rage against the machine our capitalist phonies by white flag and bring it to an end by anti-flag big lols
0: they're fucking bring it to an end seconds to go with the night
2: Yeah, it seems it's okay, yeah, I guess it's really fine With a profile just like dolly's from the climb It's okay, I guess that's really fine With a profile just like Dolly's from the climb That's the same say we a got your
1: Let's hear your anti flag story, Tav. Fucking,
2: I've got a few of
0: them. <laughs> anti flag story, part one. Saw them at Rebellion uh, two years ago when they came on. Half the room groaned and half the room cheered, and the divide was very, very obvious. Fucking tryhards. I think I saw them twice that year for some reason. They were at that slam dunk festival as well, so I was fucked up then, so it didn't matter. They ignored them and they went away. Uh, Next story, in 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 oh, I don't fucking know, the <laughs> mid-2000s, um, we We're at Leeds Festival, they were playing, an old, just insane, whatever he calls himself, was walking around with the drummer, pathetic, uh, and a big shout-out to Winnow here. Um, they were looking around one of the clothing stalls, and Winnow opened a condom and draped it over the drummer's shoulder. And then we just spent the rest of the afternoon following him around, and people <laughs> were laughing at him, and he thought he was getting loads of props from all the all the punk kids but the worst anti-flag um story and keep in mind this was a school night i wasn't there but i've a few people that were have relayed it to me um at the old birmingham academy uh they went to see anti-flag on a school night and uh, there were signs up everywhere saying do not smoke you could smoke inside then because just insane is allergic to cigarette smoke no he's oh, okay. not. no he's not that's not a thing shut the fuck up right <clears throat> And then what happened was he tried to do about four songs into the set, one of his little jump things. Oh, okay. God. Like banged his head, right, on, on the beam or something, and then collapsed to the floor, wouldn't get up. The rest of the band had to carry him off the stage, uh, and the, sh- the show didn't go on. But this is before social media, and on the Fat Records website, they had obviously been on the blower. It was like, just insane, survived stage collapse in Birmingham. Oh, my God. And he'd made out that the stage collapsed and the kit fell on him, and it was a load of old shit. He just bumped his little head and had a tanty.
1: There you go. Right, Niall. White flag? White flag, yeah. <laughs> They're a bit wacky, aren't they? White flag. Um, their members, their, their main three members are called Mike Mess, Jello B Afro, and Trace Element, That's which is supposed cool. to be a, a, a play on their... Mike Ness of Social Distortion, obviously. Uh, Jello Biafra from The Dead Kennedys. And apparently Pat Smear from The Germs. Trace Element. Pat Smear. I don't, I don't quite... Don't get that one, but... yeah. But um, Apparently Kim Shattuck, may, her, may She Rest In Peace, uh, of The Muffs was in them for a while as well. So, well, yeah, that song was all right. It was quite jaunty, but I wouldn't... Yeah, I,
2: would...
0: I, I, I don't know anything about them. I'll have to check them out. White Flag. Next ones. I've got the Wikipedia page up now, so you have a rest.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Number 75, we've got Not a Happy Man, which is by Avail. And then Niall's going to talk about a song of his people, Old Mrs. Cuddy by The Real Mackenzie.
2: Well, I'm being tortured, I'm in a cherry orchard, but I can't pick one. I'm being tortured, I'm in a cherry, not a happy man, not a happy man, not a happy man, not a happy man, I'm being tortured, I'm in a cherry, not a happy man, not a happy man.
1: This sucks, let's leave it
3: she has got a hot, It's not a candy cutty, it's a
2: cutty, cutty hunt! Oh, Mrs. Hunt had a hot, hot, Not a buddy, buddy, but a hunt! Oh, Mrs. Hunt had a Not a funny party.
0: Right, Avail. I like Avail.
2: Yeah? Very good band.
0: Lookout
1: alumni, aren't they? They are indeed. Um and Tim Barry, the frontman, is one of those ones that seems to have carved out a quite a successful um solo acoustic career after those, which is which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've told you this before, but I just don't buy into all that acoustic stuff.
1: Yeah, wait till you get to my age. <laughs> That's what listening to. Uh,
0: that song was originally by someone called Davis White, apparently. Never heard of No, no, no. Me neither. Um, and then we had uh, The Real Mackenzie's. Did you have flashbacks from piping in the vegan haggis on Burns
1: Night? Is that what, what you were playing? Fuck off, Tom.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're just fucking shit, aren't they? They're a novelty band. Ugh. An absolute fucking bag of fucking shit. Even yep. the Wikipedia page is fucking snarky. The Real McKenzie's is a Canadian Celtic punk band founded in 1992 and based in Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, really fucking Scottish. They're one of the founders of the Celtic punk movement, albeit 10 years after the Pogues.
0: <laughs> in that documentary, uh, not documentary, that video, Fat Mike talking about most important albums. This is Theirs is one of them.
1: He's back on the fucking crack then, isn't he?
0: He talks about their ponchant for drugs mainly, but he does point out that they were around before Kit Murphys and Flogging Molly and stuff.
1: Yeah, not by much though, surely.
0: I don't know, mate. I don't want to culturally appropriate anything, so I tend to steer clear of that.
1: Well, so. the, the main man, Mr McKenzie, surprisingly enough, um, apparently he said in 2014 that he fired all the Americans in the band and returned to the full Canadian lineup. Despite that claim, Aspie Luizon is from Cambrai in Galicia, Spain. I mean, fuck off. It's State he comes as tenant super and you fucking fried Mars bars and all that shit and just fuck off. You're not fucking Scottish, you're Canadian. Fuck off. <laughs> right, here we go. Who would win in a fight? between the fucking real MacKenzies and the dropkick Murphys. And my money, despite being Scottish, is firmly on the fucking Murphy.
0: Again, it's not about who you want to win now.
1: No, but there's, there's more of the Murphy's. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet they'd turn their nose up at a munchie box, wouldn't they? <laughs> uh, anyone who's doesn't know what a munchie box is, look up Scottish munchie box and prepare to get hungry. Um, unless you're vegan, of course. So we've slated those, that band. Um, Let's move on swiftly. Fact, no, let's not. Let's not. Oh, okay. Okay. Because now is the time when I shall insert the comment war. So as I said at the start, there there was some real passive-aggressive, um, chode waving at one another between a militant vegan and a militant anti-vegan. Uh, when nobody asked a question about veganism, they were both there.
1: <laughs> I can't remember who started this, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the vegan.
0: Uh, like shit through a goose over there fucking fast as fuck um, and they they had a pretty brutal common war which we've got some actors in to recreate so let's have a listen to that
4: propaganda are way more hardcore gutter are probably just all talk
3: this makes no sense at all explain well one is pacifist and vegan soy boys so would not fight back in any way the other band are known to kick off and fight at their own shows. But even if they're untough, probably are. Big guys too. They could just lightly slap them until they inevitably win the fight.
4: As a vegan myself, I think you were very underestimating the soy boys. Ha ha, I've actually met propagandi and spoke in depth with them on a number of occasions and as much they would probably avoid violence where possible, you can tell that if pushed they would beat the fuck out of you so in an organized fight we are going to see that side come out. Gutramuth are just the loud-school bullies who would just try and go for the cheap shot and run away, ha ha.
3: Everyone knows vegans can only lightly slap before being out of breath from eating ethically sound gravel. You stupid gravel eater exclamation mark.
4: I don't, that's an actual fact, though is it anti-vegan? I think you just made that up lol plus propagand he tight as fuck as a unit, and this will come into play in battle. We all know the mouthy shit and Gutter mouth is Mark, so it will basically be him in front shouting petty insults, while the rest stand in the back saying FFS. Not this again, Mark would receive the beating of his life, while his bandmates slowly run back to their dressing rooms and discuss how they need to have an intervention when Mark's out of hospital.
3: I see your sense of humor has, yet again, fallen short of the soy boy vegans again with width of the fact someone poked fun at the ever-dull propaganda and their painfully dead-eyed fan base. P.S. If you like propaganda, you are a virgin who cries at the end of Pretty Woman. Fact.
0: Right, so I hope you enjoyed that, now. Did you enjoy that
1: comment war? That was um, that was some pretty high-quality acting. Who did you get in for
0: that? I can't, I can't tell that they didn't want to get... Um attacked by either side's fans so they, they wanted to remain anonymous but uh you know we had to do it to protect chris and joe's identities didn't we all
2: <laughs>
0: right let's crack on with with this shit what's next <laughs> fucking agnostic front in it
1: yeah 77 is Traitor by agnostic front and 78 is life rules 101 by down by law i
2: you're you're we you're fuckin' hypocrite. Trader, 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 trader. You're 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 Trader, 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 trader. you're with me, you're my you're hypocrite. trader, trader.
3: As long as you can, because i is short, this is your time. Be smart and tough, find what you love, and do your best
2: to not fall in line. Not fall in line.
0: Are you an agnostic front
1: sort of a dude? I am, Yeah. I am um, years and years and years ago. I started a blog. Um, which is still active but I'm not going to tell anyone where it is because it's fucking wank Um, where I would review my vinyls collection um, alphabetically at the time it was more of an iTunes collection but you can edit that bit out Um, and I did go through the vast majority of the Agnostic Front catalogue most of the early stuff obviously kind of early to mid 80s is very fucking metal with um, solos and stuff like that Um, but yeah I mean as, as far as a hard you know, hardcore bands go. Um, Agnostic Front, I think, are definitely up there. You've got that one song that, you know, everybody loves when it comes on in the club, that, got to go. That's a banger.
0: Do they have clubs these days?
1: I'm assuming so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All the kids queuing up to get in the discotheque. But they're asking (laughs) for Agnostic Front later, eh? Keep up the lads. Right, uh, down by law. I'm ambivalent to down by law we supported them once in leicester on a on a fucking like thursday night or something and there was hardly anyone there not their fault and i think that was when everyone realized that uh yeah the 94 wave of punk was
1: over isn't um that guy from um oh what's the fucking band called now let me just That's have it. a quick google yeah isn't he in them yeah dave Smalley. yeah and people never turned up for that that piece of punk rock history. I don't know. Perhaps so. The things that
0: happened with Leicester, Charlotte, though, is eventually you know, Nottingham got some venues and Derby got some venues, and it just got diluted a bit. Um, that song's all right. I think he's a registered Republican, odd Smalley. I'm not sure.
1: Mm. I, picked
2: up,
1: um, I picked up one of their albums from. Do you remember Music Zone? Yes which was like the the kind of precursor to fucking Music Magpie, where you could find CDs for like 20 pence. I picked up um, a Down By Low album in there for like a quid, and it turned out to be one of my favourite purchases. Um, I can't remember what the fucking album was called, though. It was a quid, so I'm not really quibbling. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. And I'll just remind our listeners as well that we're currently one each with our uh, favourite track of the segment as well. We are. This one's obviously the, uh, the Tiebreaker.
0: It is, conveniently enough. Conveniently enough. Right, so
1: this is tracks, what is it? 78, 79? Uh, So, no, 79 and 80. So the first one is Wake Up by Radio Days, and number 80 is Too Bad You Don't Get It by Useless ID. Wake up and take a look
2: around. Can you smell it in the air? Do the kids all stop and stare? Do they even really care?
0: Radio Days don't have a hyperlink, do they?
1: They don't, you know, no.
0: Wikipedia, I don't know who they are. I know a lot of other bands called Radio Days, who I don't think of them.
1: I'm sure they're better than them as well. That was uninspiring.
0: That's harsh criticism there.
1: Yeah, it's, it's scar, isn't it? I'm not a massive Is scar it? red. Yeah, kind of. It's got that scar, chukka, chukka, chukka.
0: Fair enough. Sorry, Radio Days.
1: I don't think they're listening. <laughs> no,
0: they might be. Right, useless ID. Were they a fat
1: band? Yeah, Israel's premier punk rock band.
0: Fat Mike's always going on about the the, the main man solo stuff, and their big mates were Friends of Rom. They toured together, didn't they? Took Friends of Rom to Israel, which must have been mental.
1: Yeah, I mean that that particular track that sounded like lag on a pitch shifter, like they kidnapped Joey Cape and got someone that could actually sing on key supported him
0: once in newcastle and dave from Shackerford like spoke to the guitarist and was like i saw on your myspace you like the smoking popes because dave likes smoking popes and then the guy was like yeah i like smoking dub and he would misheard him and it was pretty awful. <laughs> that's my only useless id story
1: <laughs> that's 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 pretty cool
0: Oh, and I oh know they played in Nuneaton once and we didn't make enough money and the promoter was pissed up and I like had to nearly have a fight with a Frenchman, who was their tour manager. He wasn't just there. So, yeah, that's...
1: Can I just go off on a bit of an aside here? Nuneaton seemed to have been a mecca for these golden age punk bands. How? Oh. Because to us, it's well, to... The people outside of Nuneaton it's just Nuneaton isn't
0: it yeah I don't know um we had dude who by the way uh if the the rock bar in Nuneaton uh called the crew they've got the crew radio going during lockdown you know and dude does the punk show on there so search the crew rock radio uh on your devices and it should should come up and I don't know dude was um had some contacts from back in the day, and and it just built up from there. Really, that useless ID one was quite um, late in the game, which is probably why we didn't make enough money. Um, but but my personal favourite favourites were the two chicks digit gigs we had in the, and One time in the back room of this fucking shit hole of a pub, but we always had gigs there called the Wheat Sheaf. That was good, but the next time we played, uh, they they played at a working men's club called um the cabbage like with the full dusty old curtains and the old sort of georgian <laughs> stage and shit and all wood everywhere it was uh yeah pretty good so fucking nuneaton if you weren't there man even king of the punks your mate dean uh he used to visit nuneaton because his dad lived there or something good old dean mm-hmm. right that was those two what's the next
1: two nihilism hey. The next two are number 81 is Humanity by Poison Idea, and number 82 is In Your Head by Men O' Steel.
0: What do you know, Niall?
1: Um, poison idea. They were the big fellows, weren't they?
0: <laughs> I was just about to say, the only facts I know about them is that they were well fat. Uh, and in latter days, they just kept cancelling gigs all the time.
1: Yeah, they were, um, they're quite revered. In, in particularly in the Midwest punk scene for some reason. Um, Dylan Jeffore in particular, absolutely love them.
0: Yeah, yeah, it says. Uh, I've just got a little bit of triv here. Uh, Portland, Oregon, there's your Midwest. They dissolved in 1993, but they've been playing intermittently since. It doesn't say they're well fat, but I bet if I clicked on the link, it
1: would take me. To- I mean, one, I think the the, t- the two of them, Jerry A and Pig Champion, were the uh, the Titans of the band, shall we say
0: literally and figuratively
1: well yeah but yeah um i remember the and this is probably irrelevant but they have phenomenal artwork on their stuff as well um never really got into them but i think it might be time to dig them out and uh have a bit of a delve into their catalog actually
0: yeah they had a song on punk too didn't they which uh, i thought was all right mm. they were uh flying we shouldn't really be uh dismissing them like this they fly the fat the fat lad flag proud and loud so perhaps we could all learn something from pig champion and the boys there about being fat and not caring i think they took heroin as well which which doesn't equate to the fat thing so i might have to research that but
1: yeah yeah that's not um you don't have to be fat to do heroin just don't do heroin actually there we go psa
0: you never see a fat junkie do you let's
1: be honest that's true, actually.
0: So perhaps it was an arrow and perhaps it was burgers. I'm getting mixed up. Right. Number 82 was In Your Head by Men of Steel. No, they've, I've never heard of them. They haven't got a blue link. So what did you think of the song?
1: I enjoyed that. That was a nice bouncy, of its time, little number. That was uh, pretty cool. I'd be interested to know if um, any of our regular listeners have got anything, especially your friends from overseas.
0: We'll have to... Get some. If anybody knows who Men of Steel are or were. It's uh, a pretty fucking long shot. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but that song was all right. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Brian has just texted me, actually. Brian is my wife, anyone who who doesn't know. I think she overheard us talking about you never see fat junkies, and she just texted me saying, Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) Thanks, Brian. So there you go. Myth busted, as they say. Let's move on before. uh, any other weird shit happens okay so we're going to the boys from bath uh track 83 subhumans uh, with supermarket forces and then tribute to the mammal by Bookwild. mate calm down right subhumans once again the boys from bath this was the original band wasn't it yes
1: yes it was where
0: where the others came from
1: yeah we had both bands on or just citizen fish
0: citizen fish was episode one this is now supermarket forces subhumans no culture shock
1: dick lucas is a vegan you know oh there you go yeah, I've just looked that up when you uh, mentioned the V word, just to see what the correlation was. Of course he is.
0: Of course he's yeah. going to be. Isn't it? I saw him live actually, and they're they're really good, and I want to see him again. And uh, I'm not sure I sit and listen to an album, but good live show.
1: Yeah, that was um, that was a good song. Very um, very snarly, very snarky. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that he sings about pretty much still holds up today, which is kind of depressing a bit.
2: Yep.
0: um, Top marks, Richard and the boys. Tribute to the Mammal, Book Wild. What the fuck's this all about?
1: They sounded like if you had, um, like in your day, it would have been a big band in Dunedin. For me, it would have been a big band at the Rock House in Derby. They sounded like the first band that would come on on that bill, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it's one of those things that is, like, back in them days, you had, obviously, the merch table and stuff like that where you could pick up, you know, a couple of compact discs. I think they still have them. Yeah, Yeah. but, you know, there used to be compact discs and tapes and stuff like that. None of this, like, shouting out from the stage, you know, we're at bullshit whatever. Um, It's not a bad thing that they sounded like um, a uh, mid-90s support band, but... It's one of those things where you'd be like, oh, I really got to check these guys out. And then by the end of the night, you're that hammered that you completely forget about it. But yeah, it was a good song.
0: Jolly good. Right, after that, I think what we should do... um, Dog, not now. If I throw the ball, he'll come back again with it. Right, now I think we should check in on our most recent poll now that we asked... uh, (laughs) at the very very start of this and and to be honest it's gone
1: it's gone pretty well actually oh yeah i've got no more notifications on it so people have calmed down i guess (laughs) the regulars
0: yeah Uh, so the question we've asked for this the third and final punk poll and to be honest i think we're going to pretty much uh, have a lot of this going on in series two when me and niall Nail out what, what we're going to be doing for, for, for series two. The four albums that we've put on are Rancid, Outcome the Wolves, Bad Religion Suffer, No Effects, Pumpkin Drublick, and The Offsprings Smash. At the minute, uh, Bad Religion are are winning uh, with, with uh, I don't know, some votes. Um, and then in second place at the minute, we've got No Effects, joint second is No Effects, Pumpkin Drublick, and Rancid and Outcome the Wolves. Uh, and and doing very poorly is Dexter and the lads, the offspring with Smash.
1: Um, yeah, that's closer than I thought
0: it'd be. The comments don't reflect that because some of the more sensible contributors, such as Mark Dottrell the second, uh, coming at you from Massachusetts, uh, he said it's extremely hard. Um, it, he's not a fan of any of the bands but you can recognise their importance. If we're going outside of the punk scene, then it's got to be smash, as uh, with Dookie, it lifted punk into the American mainstream for the first time. Uh, Just sticking within the punk scene, it Suffer, as it influenced a whole subcategory of melodic and pop-punk bands from the late 80s to the early 2000s.
1: That's Yeah, that's a fair point. I like Mark. Mark always um, injects some, uh, like you say, sensibility into these discussions.
0: He's a clever guy, and what he doesn't know about Punk ain't really worth knowing, to be honest.
1: Mm.
0: If he's ever, on the show. If he's ever over again. I might do, actually. I just got to try and think of a way to do it. Yeah, I probably will, actually. A couple of strong supporters for Suffer. Dan Abrahams uh, says Suffer every day. I don't know if he's telling me what he wants me to do or if he thinks that that's the best one. Chris Duncan, very diplomatic. All of them are great albums.
1: Yeah, that's not the point
0: though, is it? Come on, Chris. No, no. Show Come me a hand. Asked. Yeah, okay, that's fine, but that's not what I asked, Christopher. <laughs> and then, obviously, uh, Mr. Atom abstains as they are all shit. And, um, yeah,
1: that's, again, to let us know.
0: again, not what I asked, is it? No, no. So, yeah, we'll give an update, should there be any at the end. Um, but we, you know we've got a, we've got an episode to complete. So yeah, where we're we going now? Eighty-five and eighty-six.
2: Uh,
1: yes, that's right. Eighty-five is Pretty Houses by the Luna Chicks, and eighty-six is the band that wouldn't die by the Dwarves. You see my
3: Here lie the dwarves, Then Jesus is all cool. Here lie the dwarves, no reason and no proof. Here lie the dwarves, like turning in a swimming pool. We got to do what we do, what we do, what we do, what we do. Darren Keely and criticize anyone who criticizes the band. Never let die, Amen. best to recognize
1: the second five. Lunar Chicks, what do you know? Um interesting bit of trivia about the Luna chicks go on one of their drummers was a founding member of the beastie boys who was that that was kate schellenbach beastie boys yeah so there's a really cool i mean this is like going off topic a little bit there's a really cool documentary on apple tv and um, about the beastie boys right? it's just like a, a kind of stand-up show and then um, they used to be really punk.
0: Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I just didn't realise they had a um, woman in them. I mean, must have been able to
1: take that. Well, that's why she's no longer a beastie, ball. but yeah, the Loon Chicks. Um, I really enjoyed them. They were, they were quite, um, they weren't really a, a fat sounding band, they were more, more of a, a kind of rock and roll band. Um,
0: they did an album and it was produced by Ryan Green
1: <clears throat> and Fat Mike. That was the connection, I think. Uh, I think they reformed last year as well, briefly. I, I mean, they will probably won't be doing much, you know, this year because 2020,
0: 2020, isn't it? Right, and then it was the dwarves with the band that wouldn't die—a band that's had their controversy element a touch oversold, in my opinion. Except yeah. when E.U. cannot be named faked his own death—that was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, that was, I remember when all that went down. That was pretty fucking cool, but. Yeah, they're not a band that I really care for. I had a sampler. I can't fucking remember what the sampler was called. Roadkill, and I had a bunch of bands like the Dwarves, Gashoffer, uh, stuff like that. And yeah, they've never really, uh, never really tickled my fancy.
0: Can I make a recommendation? Please do. The album uh, is called uh, "The Dwarves Are Young and Good Looking."
1: All right, uh, and I think you'd like it. It's very good. Wasn't that their kind of not major label Davy but like one of their biggest sort of records?
0: Yeah, I think it was their peak. Um, hmm. It's an epitaph. It's 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 good old time, mate.
2: Yeah, I'll pick uh,
0: that. Trying trying to get that on the vinyls, to be honest. But that's a, that's a hard slog. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. Um, saw the Dwarves once at Leeds Festival, middle of the afternoon. They kept telling, because you know Leeds Festival riots and all that. They were trying to get everyone to riot. But it was just some middle-aged guy with one leather glove telling people to riot and a naked bloke in a Mexican wrestling mask waving his totter about. So I
1: didn't know you saw me that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't start a riot anyway. <laughs> like,
0: nearly there now. Nearly there, mate.
1: Yes, we are... Speeding into the final lap now. Um, Next up is number 87, Like a Fish in Water by The Bouncing Souls and Turn It Up by The Almighty Trigger Happy.
0: souls the nice guys of uh new york punk
1: yeah um i'd just like to say if anyone's kind of listening to this for the first time and that's their first um impression of the bouncing souls that's really not indicative of their sound at all whatsoever no
0: (laughs) no it's not it was a weirder one that was Mm. because they were like i don't think they were at their peak yet and i think they um Pissed their chance away a bit. Well, they didn't, because they're all right. They're still
1: yeah. there. But it was a bold move. Very. I mean, I, I love the Bouncing Souls, up to a point. I think that point was probably the gold record, and then everything just went really downhill, really fast, in my opinion.
0: Th- thoroughly nice chaps. A couple of my mates, uh, Dickie from Shackleford and Cheeky Arse, who I know I've mentioned before. They're, they're quite good mates of them. Um, met, I've only met them once. Uh, we snuck backstage at download the first year it happened yeah i flashed a bus ticket and my brother was with us and he was about 12 at the time and we got backstage and and we sort of sidled up to them and they sort of made us look like we were supposed to be there (laughs) and didn't didn't grass us up and stuff yeah nice lads did did some did, did some good stuff for a bunch of people with little to no pubes so
1: yeah there we go. That's the hat trick of pubes mentions in the, uh, the episode.
0: Also saw Phil Jupitus. Oh, dear God.
1: Yeah. I, was I bet he'd have grassed you up straight away.
0: Well, he probably would have, but he said, I'm going to watch Spongey coming. And I said, fuck off, Phil.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rather lit me own arsehole.
1: Thank you very much. You can go and kick the pigeons on your own, pal. But, um, yeah, um, if anyone wants a really good recommendation for a Bouncing Soul starting point, go for How I Spent My Summer Vacation. To me, it's probably the punk album with the best sounding bass guitar on it ever. There you go.
0: I can't cannot argue with that, to be honest. So thank you for that. So do check it out. If you've been under a rock and you don't know that album, have a listen. Right. Thank you for that Bouncing Souls recommendation, Now Let's talk about Turn It Up by the Almighty Trigger, Trigger Happy, which I do actually like. I just got confused with me Wikipedia line, so I didn't know where I was. Um, I did enjoy that song. They do have a Wikipedia link, so I'm going to have a little goosey gander. They're, they're Canadians as well, much like your, your brothers in arms are real Mackenzies. Um, fuck off, Tom. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of ex-members. Oh. Uh, and there's a section called "I'll Shut Up When You Fuck Off," which I think we need to have a talk about. Yeah, yeah can we? Album? Good. I'll shut up when you fuck off. Sounds like a good album.
1: And that'd be a great title for a future podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Now,
0: here's, here's some. Here's some lads who enjoy some quality banter over a pint of dark fruits. Fuck me. Uh, this is Madam's apple. By one hit wonder, which will hopefully be followed up at haste uh, with hot box and staggering. Be- Thank you. Right. So, Narl, if you remember in the last episode, uh, my good friend Cheeky Arse, um, who lives in Manchester, got in touch and he asked us what bands do we think uh, should be on here or are there any bands that we're surprised on? I've got a couple that I thought Um, of whilst I was driving home from work. What about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, the one that sticks out for me is Face to Face. I don't believe they're on the compilation.
0: They were. Was there a period of inactivity? I don't know.
1: Uh, around about 99, I'm not sure. I think they did release a couple of albums around that time. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if they weren't invited
0: or. I thought it was a prerequisite thing of being on Fat Records, but I don't know. Anyway, well, yeah, where were they? If anyone knows what they were doing, what they were up to during that long, damp summer of '99, let us know. Uh, the, the The two that I thought of were Sloppy Seconds. Oh, good gotcha. show, Nitro. But there, there was, they were extremely active at that time. I think they had an album out that year or the year before. I they weren't asked because a lot of other Nitro Records bands were, and I, and. And I'm not necessarily missing it, but the Dropkick Murphys, where were they? Were they big enough then?
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. They had a couple of albums out by that time, but yeah, I never thought about the Murphys. Yeah, good show.
0: right there you go, cheeky ass. Let's crack on with the podcast. Got-
2: Why I'm on the wagon? Well, find me in all those shit I'll try to-
0: Can you say, and some well, are on the shop floor.
1: Oh, god, on. you say one it wonder because I can see you. Itching I, I, to, uh,
0: I just, I just, um, I don't know. i want one it wonder, meet guttermouth, You, your kindred spirits, I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, not they're made of, i burping, of um, ex members of the adolescence, Pennywise, and fucking no doubt. What, yeah. Well, you got a blue link. I clicked
0: it. Never clicked the blue link.
1: No. Um, sure. Yeah. Dan Root, the guitarist in The Adolescents, is responsible for that transphobic piece of track. Fucking hell. I oh, know. Time to burn all your uh, adolescents records. I don't think I've got any. I got one. That one that everyone has. No, but
0: I can't link. find that anyway. Anyway, we're not talking about The Adolescents, talking no. about these Anyway, moving on to Hot Box. Yes, Hot Box. Never heard of them. Um, that song, I always remember that, you know, when you don't listen to this compilation for a long time.
2: Mm. I
0: always remember that as one of the ones. I don't remember who did it, but, yeah, it's, it's a good song about why someone doesn't drink, and I think she lists some, some pretty good reasons why she doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, it was um, a nice little catchy tune as well. It almost sounded a little bit Japanese. Mm,
0: a lot of high-end stuff. I think it was very late 90s, wasn't it, where... You weren't allowed to have base, it was like an unwritten
1: rule, weren't it? Yeah, And um, sadly, no blue link for these guys, but um, I'd be interested in finding that a little bit more.
0: Yeah, any any hotbox trivia? Sorry, the cat's sneezing. <coughs> any hotbox trivia? Um just, just just to hit us up. We'd love to hear it. Where are they from? Who knows?
1: I bet Mark knows.
0: I bet Mark knows. Well we'll wait for Mark to get in touch. Um yeah. see what he's got to say about it. Right, let's go to. We're in,
1: we're in the home stretch now. <laughs> we are. And up next, we've got number 91, which is DMB by 20%. And number 92 is Big Bat Skinhead by Snuff. What's the
2: what one, is-
0: dmv song 20 percent the
1: band never fucking heard of them no i haven't either but again that was yeah that made me want to hear more again no blue link no
0: i think we're gonna to have to go and delve deep uh into into the world of 20 percent it's not a very good
1: name but this is probably pre-internet isn't it yeah i'm sure that if they had a website it'd be all like fucking gocs and comic sans and Bright contrasting colours. Which so was the style at the time.
0: <laughs> Neon colours, yeah. <laughs> and we go to one of one of the bands, isn't it? Oh definitely. Of Fat, of pump generally. Snuff, <laughs> I mean in terms of their back catalogue. I go through phases with Snuff. Yeah. I got that best of thing, the two C D thing. If it's out on vinyls, i get it, but I don't think it is. Um, and, you know, sometimes you listen, I can listen to that and then listen to nothing else for, like, three weeks or something. Seen them God knows how many times. Yeah, just just, just good eggs all around.
1: I think it might have been the last episode we had consumed, mm-hmm. and I mistakenly said they were probably the biggest British band on fat. Well, I completely yes, I fucking forgot about snuff, didn't I? Honestly, um, some of the best gigs I've ever seen. The most recent one was in Huddersfield with uh, Consumed Supporting. Um, I've seen them a couple of times at the Old Belt in Derby, and it's always a fucking good time.
0: I think it was Joe Adam that told me that Snuffer, the reason, again, sorry to people not from Derby, there's a small pub that has cover bands on now called the Flower Pot in Derby, and apparently the reason they don't have originals bands on or well, at least younger originals bands, is because Snuff played there and the place got fucking destroyed.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, if anyone, I, I'm not saying I don't believe Joe, because I do in this case, but if anybody else was at that gig or, you know, has any kind of memories of like that, get in yep. touch by the page. Flowerpot in Derby way back when, Snuff, let us know, shout us up. What I was going to say, yeah, um, I was actually listening to Demo Be Bonk a couple of weeks ago as well. And that's still one of the best albums ever. I did have a little listen to their new album, but I don't. I wasn't really in the mood for that one. But their their cover songs as well are just. I think you got to be British to appreciate them fully.
0: I think I think you're right. They're very British, um, and when they're gone, everyone will everyone will be sad. Apparently, you know the uh, the organ player and other guitarist. Hmm. He's a teacher, so they only tour in school holidays. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, No. Yeah. But they're still touring. Again, saw them in Derby a couple
1: of years back. Hardly anyone there. Was that at the Bell as well, or no? It was at the Dog. Oh right, I don't think a cinema dog. I remember at the Bell though there was some guy who looked like a time traveller from the late nineties because he was sat there. He was down there moshing away with his fucking backpack on, and he actually broke one of uh, Lars's pedals, and Lars had a massive going. and I was like. This is surreal. Why, why are you bringing a, a backpack to a gig in, like, 2015 or whenever it was? Mental. <sighs> fucking backpack twats.
0: Right. Let's let's push on. Nearly there, everybody.
1: Um, a big shout-out to the guy on the Facebook page who asked about episode three. We're on it right now. We're trying. Yeah,
0: I fucking said to him, like, <laughs> that, that chuffed me, that did. He's like, enough of the polls. Or well, he saw the poll and thought that means they're doing another one of these fucking
1: nailed on classics absolutely and um, so yeah number 93 is pimmel by the muffs and number 94 is mr brett please put down your gun by h20
2: Here. Oh, oh shit! shit. He have
0: a gun. Get out of here. No, seriously, the guy it's only a no, rat. Rat. No shit. Um, you guys are a little flat. <clears throat> I enjoyed the muffs one. I was getting into it, but it was ruined by the fact I knew what was coming up next.
1: <laughs> Not a H2O fan.
0: Ambivalent again, uh, not my scene. Uh, too much time in the gym, frankly, not me. Them, um, and and yeah, if you're gonna do a funny song, there's a prerequisite to that that you have to be funny.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, I believe, about uh, Mr. Gurevich, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and I'm surprised he fucking sat there because I'm assuming he was producing it, and they'd just come from a mad workout and were probably high on protein shakes. But yeah, fuck off.
1: I mean, they're, they're obviously one of the proponents of the, the straight edge thing. But mm-hmm. I think they're probably one of the uh, the weakest proponents of that. Because I, for some reason, followed Toby Morse on Instagram. And he's just fucking full of this PMA bullshit. Let him spend Toby a couple Inspector of weeks. Inspector Morse? What? PMA. Toby Morse. I know that. To- Inspector Morse? No. Toby. From H2O. All right. Let him come over to fucking Derby or Nuneaton for a few weeks and, and let's see how he's And after that. It must be all right when you're living in the fucking Hollywood Hills with your fucking wife I mean, that's fucking been with you for 30-odd years or whatever and your spoilt looking son who's in a shitty fucking red-hot chili peppers-inspired band. Can we move on? This, I'm
0: I thought they were from New York, all right. Anyway, the, yeah, that Muffs one, I need to look into the Muffs a bit more. You do. I was going to buy a vinyls or two just after she had died, but I was literally in the record shop and they were, like, taking it out of my hands and <laughs> sticking a fiver on the
2: price.
1: <laughs> yeah, that last album, I believe, came out the week she died, and that's a really fucking strong album. I believe she died from um, motor neurone disease, which is obviously sad because she was a brilliant... Brilliant musician. She also provided the female vocals on NoFX's Laurie Myers as well. Yeah, she was in uh, the Pixies for a bit, weren't she, when that other one was off having heroin and that? Yeah, yeah, briefly she was in that. But the albums, um, I couldn't really recommend a single one. They're all absolutely brilliant, really melodic, really, I don't know, it's it's hard to describe. It's not fat rec punk. It's kind of punk indie-ish, but yeah, really fucking good. Um so yeah, next up is track ninety-five and ninety-six which are Wake Up by Body Jar and Eyes with a Z by Nicotine. Wake up.
0: Was the single most '90s 30 seconds? <laughs> it took me right back. All that, <laughs> all the hups, all the scar, and all it—brilliant. Loved it. Loved
1: yeah. It. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, Nicotine. Don't know who they are. Don't know where they come from.
1: There's about ten different bands called Nicotine. I remember there's a page on Facebook called The Dummy Room, which is really pretty cool because I discover a lot of new old stuff through there. And I think they had a, a band called Nicotine uh, on there, but I'm not sure if it was that Nicotine. I doubt it was, because that was just... Yeah, Scar nonsense for me again, I think. It Sorry. Wasn't
0: pure Scar, though, was it? it wasn't well, like
1: Big Fish, come on. Let's not get into the uh, intricacies of Pure Scar, Third Wave Scar, Fourth Wave Scar. One of my um, old bands, we were... Um, actually put on a YouTube playlist by this Japanese person who called us fourth wave scar. We had a trombone player. Yeah. But that was to like, instead of having a lead guitarist, we had a trombone player to do the solos. Stop laughing. And um, yeah, that, that made us scar. We got put on a load of scar bills in like Nottingham and places like that and fucking Hall for some reason. But yeah, we were apparently the first wave of fourth wave scar. I'll send you the sound card.
0: Fucking please do. He's rough I, as can, I, I just want to see this guy inventing a new wave of scar and putting my pet hand grenade <laughs> <in> at <that>, the <that laughs> vanguard of that.
1: Because the amount I, of times that we took the stage and the first thing that happened was literally me going, we're not scar, and then launching into it. Fuck me.
0: We should also give uh, the old body jar boys some more lip yeah, also Aussies as well, aren't they? Yeah, they're not friends of wrong, are they? Though, let's be honest.
1: No, no, I think I heard them first on a Revelation Records sampler. For some reason, I'm just going a look at the wiki now. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good, but you know, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't drop money on the old vinyl.
0: No, Swan Prince that we had on uh, last time, they they like Body Jar.
1: Yeah, I remember that being mentioned on that uh, that podcast. That was the uh, first time that I'd heard Body Jar in several years being mentioned. So
0: um. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I saw, um, the last time I saw Body Jar being mentioned before that podcast was, um, no, it wasn't the fucking Tony Hawk soundtrack. It was a Friends of Rum having a, having a dig at them, jokingly, I'm sure, on Facebook, saying that they were Fat Mike's favourite Australian punk band or something. <laughs> anyway, let's crack on. Another stale cartoon by the Satanic Surfers, followed up by Ten Foot Peel with their song I Don't Mind. Titanic Surfers, any, any thoughts, any knowledge? Yes. I got nothing.
1: I own a compact disc of theirs called Fragments and Fractions, which is really fucking good. Um, I don't think that track we play is very indicative of their sound. They're a little bit more sort of melodic, but uh, they are also on uh, the Burning Heart label, which I believe we talked a little bit about in episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they're Swedish as well, but a little bit of uh, Swedish punk now.
0: I didn't know that, Swedish, there you go, there you go, right, 10 foot pole, I don't mind, uh, this is the former band of the singer from Pulley, your main man, star pitcher for the Miami reach Arounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been off. going since, um, they've been going since 83.
0: Yeah, yeah, he fucked off, they decided they didn't need bottom end on anything anymore. As was the style at the time.
1: Yeah, they can view their album Unleashed don't think i've got unleashed i have got one of their records um rev or oh, no insider is the one i've
0: got yeah unleashed was novel because the plastic on the cd you know it's usually black on the case it was red oh wow but again I, i've always found them a touch over produced good songs no bottom end on anything you know if you've got a new subwoofer niche niche on the uh 10 foot pole i think is the rule.
1: Yeah. Pretty much, you're not going to get much out of your, uh you know, your tripped out Kenwood stereo on your fucking Corsa with a bit of ten foot pole. But yeah, Inside is a really good album. Um, I think that's probably the main one I've got that in the old vinyls.
0: Yeah, listen, listen to Unleashed if you can. It's all right. Uh, yeah, not bad. Seem like a nice bunch of lads. wouldn't Wouldn't say boo to a goose. Right, here we go. That's final should,
1: three.
0: I think what we should do is do the last two. Then we'll talk about the last song and then let that one play us out. I think that's probably the smartest thing,
1: yes, yes, absolutely.
0: So let's go with track 99 Uh, Welcome to Dumpsville Population U by Caustic Soda, and then New York Ranger, uh, by the Wank Era Misfits. It's just a-
1: I wanna be a right wing fuckwit. <laughs> yeah, that was um he recorded the vocals for this version specifically, didn't he? Like this short music for short people version.
0: Yeah, because I think it was for the New York Rangers.
1: Yes, season, weren't it? This hockey. was originally offered to the Ramones who had retired by them. So yeah. obviously, yeah.
2: It's
0: it's got it's graves, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that cunt.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and and frankly, they're from New Jersey anyway, so quite why they've done this, I don't know. But I think it's green and rectangular is probably a good a good uh, analogy. Uh, so yeah, it's all right. It's good. I've got to talk about track ninety nine. Yeah, What's Dumpsville population. You, I, I really, really, really like it
1: no blue link for caustic soda thing which no. i'm disappointed
0: with to my literal financial detriment because got an amazon voucher once and i thought i'd try and i bought this album actually i bought short music on the vinyls that's when i got it when i left my job at Hill school shout out to any of the kids or faculty as the americans would say yeah. but i bought this on the 12 inch vinyls and then i tried to buy caustic soda because i fucking love that song right uh, and what I ended up with was some, like, grungy, goffy, grebo oh. beard man, fucking biffers. Yeah, it was fucked up. I was so, so disappointed. Was it the caustic soda, or? No. Oh. It was a different caustic soda. At least I think it was. But fuck me. So, yeah, anybody know anything about this caustic soda, let me know. Um, now Discogs exists, so I probably should uh, follow it up, but I fucking love that song. When I was um, relatively low in the pube stakes, you know, <laughs> when you're trying to bin off a girl, you know, because that's what you do when you're young. It's got some top tips of what to say, really. I'm not sure that's how it was intended, but that's what I used it for, so... Sorry, Did
1: it
0: work? Did it work? Well... I haven't got a harem of women
1: around me, have I? So, yeah, I obviously binned them off. Uh, I mean, you could have turned the other way and said, no, I married her. Yeah, I could have.
0: Obviously, I'd never use any of those lyrics on the current Mrs. Sidwell. That would be suicide mission. Oh, absolutely. I know she's only around there as well, so I'll keep my voice down. <laughs> All right, so pretty much, we've come to the end. Got a couple yep. of formalities. We'll check the poll.
1: Oh yeah, yes, of a Luke.
0: Don't think it's fucking changed, to be honest.
1: Uh, no, I've got no notifications again, so everyone stopped arguing. <laughs> no, no change.
0: No, still the same. So, so the final poll, the most important album. And I have to stress that. Um, the options were Rancid, Outcome the Wolves, Bad Religion, Suffer, No Effects, Punkin Drublick, um, Offspring Smash. The surprise winner, but probably factually correct, is Bad Religion uh, and Suffer. Joint second remains uh, No Effects, Punkin Drublick, and Rancid and Outcome the Wolves. I'd put Outcome the Wolves
1: above Punkin' Drublick. Oh. Not in. Yeah, in terms Ooh. of. I smell a season two episode coming on.
0: <laughs> and then making up the numbers is uh, the offspring with 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 smash so um yeah thanks to all those that took part and all those that abstained as well because technically <laughs> that's still a vote um and yeah thank you for for, for sitting and, and listening to me and i talk shit uh about this this, this this very influential album, which, you know, if you haven't got it, you should purchase it because you can't get it uh, on the streaming sites. You either need to YouTube it and then you get fucking adverts or you can just uh, go on the old Amazons or the Ebays, get yourself a vinyl or, or a CD copy of it and, and relive the past because it was a good past. Good times. Well, oh, Golden era. Have you had a good time?
1: I've had a great time. Um, thank you for having me on um these these episodes. My um my other half's actually flying out to Greece on Saturday. Yeah, I know she won't listen. Um and she's promised that she's gonna give these uh episode two and episode three a listen on the fly there. So um yeah, she didn't she really enjoyed episode one as well.
0: Oh that's, that's jolly good. That's jolly good to know. Well i that, that's my um that's my motivation to get it out by by Saturday. Um I'm on my own in the house on Friday, so I'll probably do it then, frankly. Um, but, yeah, thank you, Noel. Can you imagine me just going through and talking about all these on my own? It'd be fucking awful, wouldn't it?
1: Jesus Christ, imagine that. I mean, all the way through the series, we've had some good talking points. We've had good some good discussions. We've had some frankly fucking batshit crazy talking points and discussions. But it's been really nice to sort of see everybody's input on things we've talked about as well. Um, over the past couple of weeks. And uh, I would be absolutely honoured to do some future episodes with you again on other subjects.
0: We shall do. And we'll we'll hash those out whilst I have a little break. So um, before we get to the end song, the end song is The Count by Wizzo, who uh, a German band in their own right ended up on Fat Wreck. Did you ever see them, Niall?
1: Uh, Never saw them, but I think I... They were on Survival of the Fast, which is another legendary sampler uh, with the Rounder Eight song. Yes. Um, they were pretty fucking good. Really a fucking
0: few, good. few vinyls. Saw them once again, school night in Coventry this time. And me and uh, my mate Dickie went from Shackerford, and my mate Riaz. And uh, we were still at school. It literally was a school night. And, and we went to this uh, fucking dive pub in Cov. Um, and we got there. And Riaz, because they covered uh, in the Napsa Day, Santa Claus is coming to town. And, and Riaz asked the German teacher at school how to say, please, can you play Santa Claus is coming to town in German? They spoke perfect English, which sort of made it better, really. Uh, but, but, but yeah, we thought it was going to be rammed like proper punk gig. And it was my first experience of the 10 people and a man and a dog.
1: Yeah, you, you, you hear these bands on these samplers from these legendary labels like Fat Records, Epitaph, all that sort of thing. And you hype yourself up for a local gig, and it's like, oh, you know, I hope I get in kind of thing. And then it turns out to be. It's like that time when uh, you and I went to see Pairs a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be, like, completely sold out. But there was just, I think, me, you, and Shackleford in the whole building.
0: Yeah, pretty disappointing, really. They won't be back, will they? Um, um But, yeah, thanks, everyone, for joining in. Share the podcast like it, rate it. Um any suggestions for series two? I think we've got a couple of ideas, certainly for ones Nile and I can do. Um I've got one called Desert Island Dicks, but I'm not quite sure how it's gonna how it's gonna pan out. Um but yeah, enjoy uh, the perfect ending to this compilation and the perfect ending to this little bunch of podcasts, The Count by Wizzo. It is a song about a 30 second song. Uh literally, goodbye. Thanks. Bye. Go on. (laughs) Niall and I are back because we realised that the other night, after the long, arduous slog of going through all them fucking songs, uh, that we actually forgot some key continuity components of the podcast. So um, keen amateurs, as I think I've said before. So we have a game uh, where I have to guess what I think Niall's favourite track is. And he has to guess what um, he thinks mine is. So, uh, we're currently tied at one all, so this is the breaker. Uh, and I'm 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 really been struggling. I've been thinking about which one I think yours is. Do you want to go first, and then we'll reveal afterwards?
1: Yeah, um, I think yours was my pants keep falling down by Friends Are Ron. No. Oh no. Oh no,
0: it wasn't. I forgive you for thinking it because I love Friends or Ron, but that's not the best song on it that's one probably my favorite band from this section um, my favorite was um the top uh woman disposal tips of fucking caustic soda with welcome to dumpsville population you
1: oh, that would have been like my fifth guess
0: <laughs> i think i'm thinking about yours because i know you like the bouncing souls but that was a garbage um it's a tough one. I'm going to say Agnostic Front with the hit song Traitor. You are incorrect.
1: Ah, oh,
3: wow, fuck.
1: Oh, oh forever tied that. at one on. Uh, mine was the Diesel Boy number.
3: Oh, fuck.
2: I'm such an idiot. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah oh, Chambolay is Souvenirs by Diesel right Boy. Go.
0: Yeah. It was too early on in the podcast for me to remember. Uh Right, enjoy Wizzo Which is the last song that we've probably just Delayed you listening to